following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hey, the dust has settled from the NFL draft. We know where everybody is now. We know what the situations are. Today, Kevin and I are going to be talking about where we think you should be taking these rookies in Dynasty Superflex PPR rookie drafts. And then we'll also talk about what we think their redraft value is coming up this season. So stay tuned for that and more. It's Belly Up Fantasy Live. Kevin Rieger getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm willing to bet on, especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. There's the whistle. That means it's game time. Time for Belly Up Fantasy Live. Good morning, everybody. On this wonderful Sunday, I am Chase Thornton coming to you as always from the Mott and Bailey Basement Bar. Uh, we are going to talk today about Dynasty rookie drafts and specifically Superflex format PPR redraft or PPR draft. Um, we're going to look at who we think should go top 10 ish here in these drafts, but then we're also going to talk about their redraft value because that way we get, we get to cover both formats that way. Uh, and the, the values for these guys are vastly different depending on which kind of format you're talking about. Uh, but I'm not alone in that <laughs> with me as per usual is Kevin Wilson, Kevin, welcome in. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, Chase, everything's good here. Uh, got through the storms last night and uh, <laughs> we got the sun shining around here. So, Life is good in in Texas, so uh, I'm 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 glad to be here and ready to get started. Yeah, we, we must have been widespread last night because we had storms here too, was. like big time thunder and then yeah, house shaking kind of thing. I was like, it's lucky my my little guys didn't wake up because I didn't, you know, I was much happier to be resting than than calming nerves <laughs> at, that, at that point. We had a big weekend around here. My uh, my youngest turned four on Friday. And then, uh, my, his older brother, my, his, the five-year-old had a concert at his school on Friday that he had to sing for. And then he had baseball started yesterday and swimming lessons. And my oldest, my 17 year old had state swimming soul ensemble. Music. I can remember taking swimming lessons way back when I was a kid and loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I did. He does too. He's, Still a little leery about getting his face in the water and that, but he loves being in the water and playing around. But yeah, it's been a busy, busy weekend here around the Thornton household. So uh, you know, hey. I'm happy to be here and talking about some some football. Uh, how are you sitting in the belly up fantasy sports baseball league now? The fantasy baseball league. How are you sitting coming into today? Well, coming into today, I'm uh, three and one. And uh, it looks like I'm going to win this week's matchup. So I'm going to be four and one. And uh, Dale Stover, which is Vince's dad, took me down. And he's by far right now the best team in our league. Yeah. So we are all scrambling to catch up to him. But uh, aside from that, four and one, I'll take it all the time. Well, I am, I'm the opposite of you right now. I'm one and three, but coming into the week, I was the third highest scoring team in the league. I just couldn't, I just, <laughs> I, I haven't had any luck that you put out there. Hey, can you guys take it easy on me? Yeah. 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 Stop scoring your highest <laughs> score whenever you play me. Um, 
speaking of Vince's dad, Dale, I am playing him this week and I am, I believe right now I'm up five coming into today, four or five coming into today. I can tell you, hold on. So it's, it's been a scramble. I thought that you two were going head to head. Yes. And so, um, I had a good day yesterday. I had a real good day yesterday. I know that much. And I think I came out of yesterday up about four or five on him. But uh, like you said, he's undefeated. Yeah, you're leading he's, him by five points. There you have it. And uh, I, I've had a rough week. I lost Luis Garcia from the Astros to, the, to Tommy John surgery. I lost yeah. Kyle Wright to the shoulder fatigue to the injured list. So I've been scrambling, trying to get enough uh, enough pitcher starts and stream the right guys there. But, uh, yeah, we got a shot to take down the Giant today, hopefully. Yep. So if you take him down, then I'm tied for the league lead at four and one. <laughs> there, so. I'll do my oh. best. All right. But but uh, here, you know what? It's time to crack the first one open here that's, and that's, get that's, talking about on, some football here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got okay, one on that end, too. That's what I'm talking about. What, what do you got this morning? You we got, got, a, you got some, a seltzer? Uh, blue raspberry uh, seltzer going on. Blue right raspberry. There. Haven't tried it uh, yet. I just want to point out that because uh, this is Bud Light, but I purchased this before all the controversy. <laughs> So, so everybody calm down. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody, you know, you know, just find your center. Okay. Yep. So yep. It's okay. We're all gonna make it through this. So that's yeah. right. We are. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, let, let's take a look then at our, our top 10 rookies here. Uh, you know, super flex PPR format. So super flex format means we've got two quarterbacks we're playing, and this right. is the same. I I play in in some leagues where yeah it's it's super flex. Other leagues are two quarterback you know, start automatic. It, it's literally a two quarterback league. You have to have two quarterbacks. Generally, most scoring systems. If you're in super flex, nine times out of nine and a half, you're going to be starting a quarterback in that second flex position right. because you 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 want to you know get they usually score the most points. Um, but you know, super flex PPR, so points per reception. So you, you do want to keep that in mind too when you're looking at your other positions, your other your running back position, especially. Exactly. But uh l- let me start off. I'll give you my top 10. We'll start okay. off with the top 10, then we'll listen to your top 10, and then we'll start, we'll we'll go, we'll go back and forth here. We'll debate a little bit. Okay. If we see any any large uh discrepancies here. So at number one, top overall, I, this is pretty much industry consensus. I'm not blowing anybody's doors off with a hot take. <laughs> but I've got Bijan Robinson number one overall. Uh, okay. You know, we've we've heard all the hype about him and, and what kind of prospect he is. I've got him number one overall. Uh, number two, this is where I've I've taken some heat from some people, but I, I don't think I'm way far off on this. I've got Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Indianapolis, okay. at number two. Remember, we're talking dynasty. Superflex PPR. Number three, I've got Bryce Young from North from Carolina, not from okay. North Carolina, from Alabama, actually, but Carolina. I've got CJ Stroud, quarterback from Houston at number four. I've got Jordan Addison, the wide receiver for the Vikings at number five. At number six, Jameer Gibbs, Lions running back. Surprise Lions running back. At number seven, I'll have Jackson Smith and Jigba. From Seattle at number eight, I'm going with Will Levis, the Tennessee Titans quarterback draftee here. 
Number nine, Quentin Johnston out of TCU going to the Chargers. And at number 10, this is where I might uh, I might differ from some people. Number 10, I am going to be looking at Rashi Rice for okay. the Chiefs. Because okay. I, you know, again, I think he's in a good spot. We'll, we, can, we can argue this and talk about it later. But I've got Rashi Rice there at number 10, probably a little higher on him than than most people in the industry, or at least most, you know, the, the prevailing thought process right now. But if you don't try something different, you never get anywhere different uh, to begin with. So there's my top 10 again, Robinson at one Richardson at two young and Stroud at three and four Jordan Addison for the Vikings at five. Then my bottom five here, my second five here, Jameer Gibbs, the running back for the lions, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Will Levis, Quentin Johnston and Rashi Rice. So that's my top 10. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your philosophy on your top 10 here? Real okay. Quick. So let's hear it. Surprising, well, maybe not surprisingly, because my list is extraordinarily similar to your list. Right. And so uh, almost begrudg- begrudgingly, I'm going to go <laughs> with Bijan Robinson also at number one. There you go. I would like this a whole lot better if he didn't have a thousand yard rusher sitting right behind him. <laughs> And, you know, I was doing my research, and it's like everybody forgot that Tyler Algier is still on the Falcons. Right. And they're talking about how great a landing spot this guy has, and he's got all the tools, which I agree with. He's got all the tools. But he still has Tyler Algier behind him. Mm-hmm. And uh, But as we've talked about, two running backs are the reality now, more than, you know, not in, in the NFL. So – I go with Bijan Robinson, number one, and so uh, number two, and you know, I went around and around and around and around about this, but I came to the same conclusion as you. Anthony Richardson is my number two selection, even though I don't like him so as a starter right off the bat. But we're in dynasty, so I think his upside is high. So I went with number two on him. Number three. I went with um, oh, it's a, okay. oh, Bryce Young. I don't know how that name escaped my head, but anyway, <laughs> Bryce Young. Uh, I went with him because I like his situation better than the number four guy, which is C.J. Stroud. I agree completely and, uh, there. Okay, so then uh, number five, I have uh, I switched it around a little bit. Number five, I've got uh, running back, you know, Gibbs for Detroit. And then at number six, I've got uh, my personal first-round favorite, as we talked last week, Jordan Addison, going into the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe this is a little hope on my end because I have the number <laughs> six pick in my draft. I <laughs> hope when he falls, come on. So, uh, so that's what I got there. And then I went from there to uh, uh, Zay Flowers, right behind. Uh, I like the, uh, the discussion that's going on. I, I don't believe it for a second that uh, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to throw for 6,000 yards. Let's please stop that. Okay. <laughs> no, but I don't believe if that's it either. the philosophy. I think that, you know, if they do try and pass more, I like that situation there. And so at number eight, I agree with you. The uh, Will Levis pick. I'm hoping because in the other draft that I'm in, I'm at the back end of the first round. 
And so I'm hoping that's not what happens because I want him. So, so that's just what that is right there. Cause I'm at, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to win so I can wait around for a guy a little bit. So yep, I'm you hoping can afford a little bit to take that time and let him develop and you don't have to plug him in. So, so that's what I got. Then I got Quint, Quentin Johnston at number nine and uh, I would move him up a little bit because of his quarterback, but, and I was higher on him till I did some research on him. He's, his hands are questionable, mm-hmm. questionable wide receiver hands is the issue. So I moved him back there. And then at number 10, uh, this might be a little, I went off a little off, off script, just like you did. <laughs> I'm going to go with Devin Oshane. I can't figure out if that's his name or what. I've heard Devon Oshane. Yep, yep. Okay. With the <laughs> yep. Dolphins at number 10, running back okay. over there. And uh, I know they've got 6,000 running backs in Miami. And so, but I think he could step in there and be their lead back. So, and they're a team that's going to run. So that's where I went with him. All right. So we've got, again, Kevin's top 10 here. We've got Bijan at the top. We've got Anthony Richardson, number two, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. So far we're four for four agreeing with each other. Now right. we start to get into a little bit of a little bit of controversy here. Jameer Gibbs, he's got at number five and Addison at number six. Those are flip-flop from me. Zay yeah. Flowers at number seven, Will Levis at number eight, Quentin Johnston at nine and rounding out Kevin's top 10, Devon Achain, the running back, for now the Miami Dolphins one of like you said many but cream rises to the top we may see that before too long here um all right so we can talk we can start right at the top we can give our we, we'll give our justifications for why we think these guys should go there I mean I the Bijan Robinson thing has been beaten to death I think I think we both agree I think I'm almost everybody agrees that Atlanta in terms of the fit of their scheme is a great landing spot for Bijan in terms of how he fits what they want to be able to do and what we've seen Arthur Smith be able to do in the past with a top level running back. Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not as down on Robinson with Algier there as I am down on Algier now that Robinson is there, unfortunately. Yeah. Like like I was saying pre, you know, when we, before we went live, if you happen to have Tyler Algier on your fantasy dynasty yeah. team, then you <laughs> all the color drained out of your face and you might have passed out on draft. Thought you had something, got him late. You, you got him you late know, in you drafts. Have, excited. Yep. You got a guy who thousand yards, four point nine yards per carry, and you're you know, woohoo. Then all of a sudden now you can flip him for, you know, some pancakes over at IHOP. Pretty much <laughs> Waffle Maybe House not down quite in the south. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe not quite that, but that his value plunged completely off the mountainside yeah. because of this pick. Yeah, almost became. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's still worth taking a shot on late. Algier is if you're in a redraft format, but in dynasty, it really, yeah, it really dropped him. And the unfortunate thing is, yeah, I mean, he he was looking like he was going to be such a bargain and one of those like dream hits for, for dynasty because he was a guy that you could get fairly late in rookie drafts last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if he was taken, he was taken fairly late. So you didn't have to spend a ton of capital to, to acquire him. And when it became clear that he was going to be the lead back over Cordero Patterson and then over everybody else that they have around there, um, 
you, know, you were thinking, hey, we got something. We got something. And it's an up, what we think is an up-and-coming you know, offense. Right. Arthur Smith, we just talked about the work he does with the running backs. Passing offense. They <laughs> yep. possibly can't be that bad again. <laughs> right? And you know they want to run. Uh, but, I, I mean, we, we've heard it. It's been, like we said, it's been beaten to death. But we'll repeat it one more time. This is supposed to be the best running back prospect since at least Saquon Barkley. The guy can do it all. He's a hammer when he's got the rock, but he's also got the, the quick moves and he's got the, the shift ability to be able to play on the outside. He can catch the football if he has to. He, and this is a scheme that wants to use that running back. Remember, I mean, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith is the guy who wanted to give and, and did give started the, the whole process of giving Derrick Henry 300 plus you know, touches a season. Right. If we give somebody like Bijan 300 plus touches a season, and if that offensive line, can can maintain the level of play that they did last year, he could be an absolute explosion here in, in fantasy coming up this season. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, I don't think we're, we're not necessarily debating Bijan here at the top. Uh, right. But like you said, Anthony Richardson now, quarterback for the Colts at number two. This is one that some people will scoff at because like you alluded to and like I tend to agree with, I don't think he's going to be a star starting quarterback right off the bat. I personally think he starts. Now they did, they released Nick Foles. Keep in mind this, this uh, past week here. So it is not, it is down to just him and Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew as much as everybody else from a personality standpoint. And from, you know, and, and, and from a, right. the, the idea that the backup quarterback is always the favorite guy in town. But yeah, you might want to, you know, go get a beer with him. Something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Drive around in a T-top Camaro or something with him. But Anthony Richardson just has such an, an, an upside. He's got such a high upside with that athletic ability. And, and, and I think that's what you're shooting for here. out of all these guys. And if we're in fantasy football, which of course we are, mm-hmm. then that's got to enter into the equation. Right. And I mean, and keep in mind, we're talking super flex, super flex. Okay. That's and right. so you and need to have two quarterbacks, leagues, which I've never been in, in one quarterback dynasty league. I suppose they exist, but, but for the most part, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that if you're in a one quarterback league, you pretty much, you know, blow off everything we're talking about right now. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. But yep. You have to keep the if, format if you're in, in mind. one quarterback league. Let me know who you are. Cause I, I don't know if that even exists. Right. Why yeah. It, it, they're, they're pretty rare. I think by now, at least in dynasty format, but right. Anthony Richardson with that athletic upside, the testing he did at the combine, I mean, literally off the charts, literally set records for the quarterback position. We have quite literally never seen anyone exactly like Anthony Richardson at the quarterback position in the NFL. Now he, you can comp and you can say, Oh, he's a great runner. Well, we've seen great runners. Yes. But have we seen guys who can run and move like him at his size before? Now he did have only 13 starts at at Florida. This yeah. is a guy who didn't have a well ton of, aware of that. Yep, he did not have a ton of starting experience in college. Yeah, but and if he could complete more than 58 percent of his passes, that would be awesome. that will that will be a must going forward in the NFL. You got to complete at least 65 percent in the NFL. But we've got to remember that Josh Allen coming into this league, the big knock on Josh Allen, possibly the reason he didn't go number one overall to the Browns, other than the fact it was the Browns drafting. (laughs) 
was his accuracy. And he literally has, he improved his accuracy and his efficiency every season for the first several seasons of his career until he's now regarded as a very good passer. Right. And a guy who's untouchable in the run game, just about, or at least unstoppable in the run game. And if Anthony Richardson can hit anywhere close to those kinds of, of levels in a super flex, if he's, if you can grab him in a super flex, you are setting yourself for quite a while here at that position. Um, do you think, do you think he starts this, this year or do you think he sits for a year or, or do you think he should? I think that, uh, he should, but I'm, uh, I don't think he will sit. So, um, it's, you know, but Indianapolis is, is a solid or, you know, I know they had problems a year ago, but out of all the teams that drafted a quarterback, they're, they're, they're the most stable, probably, franchise. I, I so, They've got Chris Ballard there as a GM, yeah, and, and I think a, he knows uh, what he's you know, doing. If he's healthy, they got, you know, JT back there. And uh, so they, they've got the, the weapons. They've got the running back. And so he could step in there and, and, and be on the best team out of all these other guys. So yeah, if he could even be a game manager. Into his favor for me. There you go. You know, the team that he was on, the fact he's got the rushing upside that the others don't have and swung me around because, you know, we, we talked last week. I was all like, Anthony Richardson, I don't like it. But, <laughs> you know, one week later, okay, he's my number two pick. Yep. And I think I, I like Michael Pittman there. I think Pittman is a good solid oh, yeah. receiver. I think Alec Pierce is a solid possession type receiver they drafted josh downs who could be a fun underneath weapon for them in this out of the slot yeah you mentioned they've got jonathan taylor there i think if they could really key in on getting jelani woods schemed in in that offense at six seven for the tight end position with his athleticism and what we saw there i this could be a really fun offense if, if they're off if their offensive line can can kind of right the ship and, and reorganize. They, right. they had a down year last year, right but before there. that they Offensive were a good line. line. Can you step up? Please. Exactly. Now, you know, so, so yeah, I, I think we agree there that we, the upside with Anthony Richardson is just so hard to pass up and you've got to take a shot in dynasty. And remember dynasty, you're looking for the now, but you're also looking two three years down the road, Anthony Richardson. I think he starts, right. I think he should start this year. I think they just need to toss him in there. Um, I agree with you too that I like the the organizational fit there as well. I like that with Shane Steichen coming in as a head coach. He's got experience with mobile quarterbacks. Obviously, he was there for the, the coordinator for Jalen Hurts last season. Um, if you can navigate in that organization, if you can navigate the crazy of having Jim Irsay as an owner, um, you know they could do some fun things there. So I again we agree there. Bryce Young at number three going to Carolina now. I happen to like what Carolina did pre-drafting Bryce Young. They are not young, yes, necessarily, but they brought in a lot of solid veteran guys around him that will allow him to develop and will be safe for him to develop in. But they also bring in, then they draft Jonathan Mingo, who I liked as a wide receiver. I I love that. uh, Flirted right in the back of that top second round or so. 
Oh yeah, I I I think that Jonathan Mingo go. I think Jonathan Mingo is well worth a second round dynasty pick. Um, especially if yeah, if you're mid to late second round, um, you know, good sized receiver, you know, and runs well, but he'll have a chance to grow with Bryce Young. But in the meantime, while he's growing, while while he's getting adjusted to the to the game, and while Young is getting adjusted to the game, he's got guys like Adam Thielen and DJ Chark and Hayden Hurst and Miles right. Sanders to be able to throw to and dump off to and and get his confidence underneath him. I love what they did to surround Bryce Young with yeah, none of those guys solid will blow talent. Their doors off as far no. as you know, they're they're not at the top of their professions anymore, mm-hmm. but they're solid players and uh, and. The reason why I picked him over CJ Stroud, it, once again, I like the organ, organization. I like what they're doing. And Houston has been a train wreck now for a while. So, and, and, and of course, the concern with Bryce Young, you, you know, he's a little bit taller than, you know, normal eight year olds and stuff like that. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think they're going to put together an offensive scheme that's going to, you know, they have to, of course. That's going to take all that into account and they're going to put stuff in there because he can move around in the pocket. He, he, uh, he does take some hits, but he can, you know, get out and he can't take those kind of hits in the NFL. No, you better learn that right off the bat. But it, I think he will. It's and another so, team that I think is building well. Uh, you know, I, and like I said, with his football mind, that was the thing about him is that everybody said not only can Bryce Young make all the throws, but he makes yeah. all the reads. And he's so he's yep. so intelligent. The reads are standpoint. an important part of this whole scenario. And people were knocking his arm, which Carolina came away impressed with on his pro day mm-hmm. and everything, and out of the combine. So the arm is not that big a concern as it once was. So. You know, if he was six two, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. No, exactly. no, there wouldn't even be a consideration. That you could possibly ask for out of a rookie. Yep. No, I I think that I think that between his football, you know, IQ, his just his mental ability mm-hmm. to make all the reads, and then physically make all the throws. This is a team too that is didn't get terrible offensive line play out of it. I mean, they were ranked number fifteen end of season by PFF here, uh, you know, for the, so right in the dead ass in the middle of the pack, but they're trying to build that, that organization the right way, I think. And they have surrounded yeah. him with some yeah, guys, they, that uh, you know, if it's supposed to be a three yard out, the guy's going to hit three yards. He's going to be out there. You're going to find are, Adam Thielen where he's supposed they to must be. Have done I something love right, Cause they traded CMC and like their running game didn't miss a beat. Right. Uh, and now they bring in Miles Sanders, who we know can be, a top, not just, not just a good player on the field in the NFL, but fantasy wise, you get him in the right situation, which I think this can be. Miles Sanders is a, is a consideration for a top 10, top 12 type fantasy running back. If everything falls correctly. Uh, So we got Bryce Young. We both have Bryce Young at three. We both had CJ Stroud at four. And I think the reason that we both had him as the bottom of the top three quarterbacks is like you said, organization Houston we're not sure necessarily what we what we're seeing out of them they have a defensive minded head coach now whereas Bryce Young falls in with Frank Reich an ex-NFL quarterback who can help mentor him into the position um but Houston again another young team trying you know they they've got some younger weapons now they've made some some picks in the last couple years they had Damian uh Pierce last season 
an up and coming running back. Plus they signed Devin Singletary. Um, one thing I think is kind of drifting under the radar a little bit is that John Mechie, the guy that they drafted out of Alabama last season, who was coming off an injury and then diagnosed with leukemia or uh, right. lymphoma, Hod- yeah. not, uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma has apparently beaten that. He's going through football drills with them. If you can get John Mechie back, that's just like getting and having a, an extra pick this season. So, I mean, they've, they've got some possibilities there. They brought in, right. again, another – they brought in Robert Woods, who was a solid veteran along the same mold as Adam Thielen we were talking about with the Panthers, where you know he's going to be where he should be there. They've got – they still have Nico Collins. This is a team that has some some options there. Uh, they, they signed Dalton Schultz Dalton at tight Schultz. end, so you know they've got a solid game at the tight end right now. Um terrible offensive line but you got i mean you can you got to pick and choose where you can spend your resources but i think that's why we both have cj stroud at number four right okay so before we get into where we're different now let's go ahead and let's listen to our uh, first spot here from manscaped we'll hear dan tell us all about that we come back on the other side we'll talk about our five through ten spots and where we're different and why we think we're different and, and who's right you guys can make the call there but first off here's <laughs> dan right. and manscaped Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. All right. Now, we've we've talked about our top four. We were both dead dead on in the top four with each other. We're in lockstep. Bijan Robinson, number one. Richardson, number two. Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at three and four. Number five is where we had our first disagreement here. I went with Jordan Addison, the receiver from the, from the Minnesota Vikings. You went with Jameer Gibbs at the running back for Detroit, the surprise running back pick in some people's mind from Detroit. My mind. Now we both agreed that five and six were those two players because we have those flip-flopped. I have Gibbs going six. You have Addison at, at six. So why do you think between the two players, why are you going Gibbs five and Addison six, especially when Addison well, was your right. personal favorite. And, and, Go ahead. Well, the reason why I think is because, you know, Gibbs is going to be on the Detroit Lions. And if anything they know how to do is play offense. And so, uh, you know, they got rid of Swift. And so he has every opportunity to be their, their lead back over there. 
And this is a team that could score 35 points a game. They're going to have to because they didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that defense in the draft. They did do some, but uh, so they're going to be out there. They're going to be trying to push the ball down the field and everything else. So I like their offense as far as fantasy a lot. Their players in fantasy are worth a lot to me. And uh, what, whichever one we're talking about, redraft, you know, soup, whatever it is. So I like their offense, and uh, I still don't understand the selection necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But since they went ahead and did it, I'm going to take him at uh, – and and I think he'll be a, a running back that you could have on your team for – you know, and be a top guy for a couple of years, and you don't have to worry about it. Oh, I, I definitely, I don't disagree that I think he can, he's a guy that can be a cornerstone of your, of your fantasy franchise. If you can pick him up for, for, you know, quite a while, he's only 21 right now, but part of my philosophy in taking Addison first, and I know that Justin Jefferson is there in Minnesota, but yeah, we know that Minnesota's offense can handle two receivers absolutely uh, okay and i absolutely. and they, they have tj hawkinson came in last year and tj hawkinson kind of became that default number two option for them behind jefferson however Thielen is on the down Thielen was on the downswing last year we all know that he was still a serviceable and he's still a good player in this league but he wasn't the the option that i think addison can be at this point in their no, careers i, I think osborne KJ Osborne, I th- I think KJ Osborne is just the number three receiver in this league. I just I just do. Um, I think Addison has a has a really good chance there to be to be fantasy relevant this season. And I I think that at the you know when you're looking at dynasty receivers tend to last a long time. Their their shelf life is a lot longer than it is at the running back position. Part of my worry with Jameer Gibbs is that while he is young. I just said he's only 21. They did just sign David Montgomery. David Montgomery is a back that we know can do everything. We know he can run it. We know he can receive it out of the backfield. I'm not sure yet which one of these two guys, we saw them have two two running backs last year with DeAndre Swift and with Jamal Williams. Now, obviously both of them have left, but I'm not necessarily sure yet. Do we see these guys fit into those kinds of roles? Do we see one being the, the hammer running back goal line type guy? Do we see the other guy be more the receiving threat? Do we see them slot into those roles or do we see them both interchange and have to be everything? If they're both in at which they can be at any given time, if they don't slot them into those kinds of roles, I'm not sure either one will be fantasy relevant enough for me to want to spend the draft capital I'll have to do to take to get either one of them. Now, Jim, and the problem is for dynasty purposes too, then looking at David Montgomery's contract, I, I think he's there at least two seasons. I think he's there this year. I think he's there next year. As long as David Montgomery's there, I worry about getting everything we could get out of Jameer Gibbs and by the time that David Montgomery's gone, now we've lost two full years of Jameer Gibbs' prime to a half and half role, possibly. Whenever you look at whenever you look at fantasy football, you know it, it, it bears repeating here. We always want to think, we always think about, and we're always looking for and shooting for the best possible outcome. But 
you need to keep in mind what's most likely to happen and what's most likely to happen with a rookie running back coming into the league, but also having a running back who's not old and who can do everything as well. Most likely they're sharing time. I like Jordan Addison's, uh, value. I think he's got a longer shelf life. He can be long, longer term. And one thing that we didn't necessarily bring up, and it kind of ties into a point you made before the show with me though, Jordan Addison, you know, at number five, if you're picking in the top half of the first round in dynasty, unless you've made some very savvy trades and set yourself up very well, if you're picking in the first half of the first round, you're most likely rebuilding. That's right. If you're it has a whole lot to say about what you do in a draft. Exactly. And if you're rebuilding, I like the wide receiver position better than the running back position, but I don't think there's a ton of disagreement with us between five and six. What's your thought right. on that? So, yeah. So as you know, uh, uh, I spoke highly of Jordan Addison last week, and uh, I know he's not the number one receiver on Minnesota, of course, but he's kind of like the de facto He's going to be his upside is more than these other guys that, that we could talk about simply because teams are going to have to put half their field over on JJ side. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to do that. And then so you got Jordan Addison over there and he's going to have single coverage. And I think that, and, and, and as you mentioned, Minnesota's offense is almost as good as, or maybe even as, you know, as good as Detroit. It's potentially. And they like to throw the football. So, um, I like his upside a lot. And as I was saying, I have the number six pick in my dynasty draft. So if I could go ahead and have, uh, Here's you, hoping. Know, whoever, you know, whoever's top five in front of me, if you could go ahead and let, you know, Addison roll to me, I, I, I'm, I'm great man. with that. There you go. Happy man right there. But, uh, but the, you know, like I said, with, with, when it comes to the running backs, it's a reality now. There are two running backs on every team. Yep. You so, just kind of have to accept you know, it. You have to accept that. And I think that the two of them are, you know, Montgomery and him are going to get mixed in together to provide both upside on both of them. So I just, I like Detroit's offense and where they're headed a little bit better than, than Minnesota's where it's headed, even though it's also good. So that's why I went with Gibbs at number five, but I, I would have no issues, of course, if, you know, I went ahead and I took Jordan S. There you go. We've Not got like the same him. top six. We just got five and six flip-flop. Number seven is where we really, is where we started to disagree. And I think it's very <laughs> interesting because you went with Zay Flowers at number seven, a guy who I mentioned last week as one of my favorite fits in the first round in terms of where he's going and, and, and what I think he's capable of. And I went with Jackson Smith and Jigba who went to your favorite team, right? And the there, Seahawks and, at number seven. What's your justification? Why he's not even in my top 10, because as I mentioned, as you mentioned contending, right? If I'm contending right now, then Jackson Smith, then the Jigma, I better learn how to say that. Seeing as how <laughs> You'll hear right. it. You'll hear it plenty this yep. season, I'm sure. Yeah. And so he is currently the number three wide receiver. Yes. On the Seahawks. So if you're contending, that doesn't help a whole lot this year. And so that's why I went ahead and did what I did with Flowers, because he's he's got a sorry wide receiver room over there. <laughs> It's yeah, the well, yeah. Let's be honest about it. 
Yeah. And so he could step in there. I know they've got like 6,000 guys in their wide receiver room, but he could be the number one, should be number one. And if if we put any – of course, we don't – he's not passing for 6,000 yards. I don't know where Lamar Jackson came up with that figure. And so <laughs> – but if that shows that they're going to throw the ball maybe a little more than Zay Flowers, go out and get your, your catches because if he's throwing it, I like it. No, I, I, you know, you, you make a, a real good point there. Dynasty, sometimes guys fall, guys, girls, whoever's playing gets, falls into this trap of always thinking that dynasty means, especially in the draft, you're always building for the future, building for the future, building for the future. Right. Well, now we're and talking about the, the case. No, now we're talking about the back half of round one. Uh, 10 team league, but you were talking right. about lower in round one where you're not necessarily a team that is rebuilding completely. You may be only a couple of guys, couple players away from being a contender. Right. And if and you're a contender case, in fantasy, I've been in the championship game two years in a row yeah. in my dynasty league. So I'm in win now mode for oh, how definitely. long that plays out. So I it's, like Jackson Smith and Gibb. Yeah. A lot. But and like just, you we, said, you know, we can talk three. about you know Charbonnet as well mm-hmm. in this same scenario, but he's not the number one running back on Seattle, not so yet. therefore he doesn't have the same attraction, even though they're both Seahawks. Because I'm trying to win now, exactly, and I'm not trying to have a guy on my roster that's going to sit there on the bench for much of the season. If you're in Dynasty and you're in a position where you are capable of contending and winning a championship, you need to strike while the iron's hot. And so that means if you're contending, you should be treating your rookie draft like redraft in terms of looking for now production. You're looking for guys who are going to be the number one or two guy on their team at receiver. You're looking for a running back who could be and most likely will be the number one on his team. You're looking for a quarterback that might be starting. You're looking for guys who are going to contribute now rather right. than later you don't need to think about the future if you can nope. win now Especially in dynasty as we talked about in in snake or uh in uh rookie drafts yeah they're not snake drafts yep and for the so most part they go they go one one to ten one to twelve is, and they start you're not over. picking for another 20 you know 12 picks so you've got to get your guy that's going to help get you get the guy and jump right now it. in the first round and i uh, and and i i agree I with totally that completely believe that and I like, so I like, I like Zay Flowers. He's a guy that I had, I have just outside my top 10. And I think again, yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking about it more along the lines of dynasty and rebuilding or looking at the long term rather than the win now mode. And if you're in the win now mode, I absolutely agree with you that Zay Flowers is a top 10 pick. If you're building, I like Jackson Smith and Jigba because as it has, has been said, I think we made the point last week that Smith and Jigba. Yeah can he's step right into Tyler Lockett's role. Yeah, so, he's a great receiver. So you're, oh, absolutely. And so they're on a, you know, as long as, as Smith is the quarterback, they'll, they'll throw the football. Yes, they will. And so, you know, that kind of goes against the, you know, let Russ cook and all that controversy yeah. that was going on over there. But they'll, they'll throw the football. So I like his upside. Big time. Big 
The only the only thing that, like I said, the only thing that keeps or I didn't say it yet, but I'm going to say it. The only thing that keeps him from being up higher for me is the fact that even after, even if not after, it's going to happen at some point. Tyler Lockett will move on, and I think Smith and Jigba, if he stays healthy, steps right into the Tyler Lockett right. role in that offense. Then but the Tyler Lockett role on the still other side has of- Metcalf on the other side, and I think right. Metcalf Which is still the premier be, you know, guy on this team. That, that may not be a bad thing because Metcalf. It's not. A they bad all thing. know you. He, not he goes thing. deep, so therefore you've got some some space maybe that you can be catching passes. So we both went receiver at number seven. We went different guys for different reasons. You've got Zay Flowers, and I agree with you that if you're in win now mode, between the two, Zay Flowers is probably the better pick. If you're not in win now mode, if you're looking to just if you're if you're treading water which you don't want to tread water too long in dynasty because if you're not going anywhere that means you're not going anywhere literally that's right but uh for the long term uh i i do love jackson smith and jigba number eight we both went will levis the quarterback for the tennessee titans now and this was an interesting pick they they drafted malik willis last season we know that they have ryan Tannehill as a starter but he's aging he costs a ton of money. There's honestly not a guarantee that they keep him around this season. There, it, he is one of those names on the list that could be cut this offseason. Right. Still, and still, maybe could. the only thing that would stop them from doing that is they're in the sorry division, and they can, they, win. you know, it, it wouldn't take a whole lot for them, no, you know, to. 10 wins probably wins the division. They're two years removed from winning that, from winning that right. division. And, so, and they are so they one year removed from being right on the cusp of Ryan Tannehill just yet. You may only so, have one run. Yeah. You may, this may be your last gasp with Derrick Henry there. And, and with, with that's right. The guys there with he's, he's nearing his age 30 season. Yeah. And so, uh, so, you know, they might just decide, you know, that, let's go for it. He's near his chronological age 30 season and, and usage wise, he's probably, probably about 53. Yeah. Yeah. 56. So you may only have Derrick Henry around now. They did draft Tajay Spears behind him, but they're completely different backs. And you're talking, completely you're talking about a totally different, different philosophy. Once Tajay Spears, if Tajay Spears becomes your number one running back, but you I think we both like the idea there because they don't have the offense for that. Right. And I, I think that again, even if they're not contending, Malik Willis last season did not look ready for prime time. And I'm not going to say that he hasn't, I don't know if he's developed enough to change their minds on that. The drafting of Will Levis tells me not. Their minds are not changed. But do you want to go into this season then with a rookie starter and Malik Willis as your backup and without that veteran leadership of Ryan Tannehill? You're inviting some hot flames coming at your house there doing that. I think between the two, and this is unfortunate for me because I have Malik Willis in one in one league, uh, so I'll probably be looking to try and maneuver myself to getting well Will Levis in that league to ensure that I have a one starting quarterback going forward. Um, but you know, with I think we both agree Will Levis there in in the superflex format, he's got value. He's, he's got, got potential as a starter. Either way, yep. Whether you're trying to win now or later, because yep. we're at the back end. And so if, even if I'm trying to win now and Will Levis is sitting there, then, you know, I could take him and spend time with him on my taxi squad if that's what it takes. Cause that's what I did with, with your pal up there, you know, Mr. Love. 
And so um, I, I could do that. Yeah, park him and put him park him and let him sit. And still mm-hmm. park and let him sit. And my team is still going to be, you know, in contention, even though I don't have a draft pick to use at the top of the draft because my team's already in contention. Yeah, you're already sitting where you where you want to be sitting. Exactly. Now we so we both go Levis at eight. We both went Quentin Johnson. Johnston, the, the wide receiver out of TCU, went to the Chargers here. Right. We both have him at number nine, and I, I agree with you the point that you made earlier. Here's my here's my my two worries with him. Right. The reason I'm not taking him right now and, and wanting him right now is that he's behind two Pro Bowl receivers in Mike right. Williams and right. and Keenan Allen. Right. Besides that, they, they did bring back they did bring back Josh Palmer, so they still have they still have right. him around. They still are going to throw the ball. Contribute. They're He's still going to throw the ball to Eckler. on the bench. He can contribute. He can, yes. And so Quentin Johnston, again, I may, I just made the point a few minutes ago. You want to look at what's most likely to happen. Now, best case scenario for Quentin Johnston. Best case scenario for Quentin Johnston, and take this how I mean it because we never cheer for injuries, but best case scenario for Quentin Johnston is that one of Williams or Keenan Allen is hurt and not just hurt, right. but misses significant time, which happened, which not, happens and could which, happen, which happened. Not, you know, three or four years. It happened last yes. year with both of those guys, but best case scenario is that Quentin Johnston, one of the two guys in front of him gets hurt, misses significant time, if not the year or whatever. And he steps and, up. And, and like you said, with this quarterback now becomes a top two receiver on one of the best passing offenses in football. But right. what's most and likely to happen? So, you know, what's most likely to happen is maybe even if let's say he, those other two guys don't miss time, mm-hmm. but they're, they're getting a little long in the tooth. Both of them. They are. So, you know, and so by next year, Quentin Johnson could be the number one wide receiver on the Chargers. And so there's your upside that you just can't ignore. There you go. Now, yeah, what's most likely to happen is that this year he's at best their number three receiver. At best. That's what's most three. likely to happen is at best. And, 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 and fortunately for them, they do pay, play a lot of three wide receiver sets. They do. And so, and that, so there is upside this year but real upside going forward. Like you said, his hands were questionable coming into the draft. That was one of the big things that caused him to drop a little bit where he didn't, why he didn't go higher. Everybody likes his athleticism. Everybody likes the, everybody likes his best case scenario before the draft, even before he went to a passing team, everybody liked Quentin Johnston's best case scenario, but his best case scenario depends on him improving those hands a little bit uh, that's why he's number nine for me i, I think right. that's yeah i think yeah, that, i think both, we agree we're there. both lockstep on that one so now we get to number 10 and this is where yeah this is where we really we really <laughs> parted ways yeah. both i said are, both yeah. of us stepped off the cliff on this on, on this pick right here I had Rashi Rice. I, I'm I'm bringing him way up from industry industry uh, consensus I, has I, him at back end of round two which I get what you're saying already before you even say it. And yeah, here's my thing with, with Rasheed Rice is like I said, again, going back to my point about best case scenario versus what's most likely to happen. 
Quentin Johnston's absolute best case scenario is that he's possibly a top two receiver on a, on a passing team. Rasheed Rice is most best likely case scenario to scenario is way different than that. Yeah, what's most likely to happen with Rasheed Rice is that he is that he is a number two receiver on the best passing team in football with the with the MVP, the quarterback at Patrick Mahomes. Rasheed Rice, I read, I read a report that he worked out with they they worked him out with Patrick Mahomes before the draft and they loved what they saw when with the two of them working together and that's part of what catapulted them to make this decision and bring Rashi Rice in he he profiles favorably for the the kind of receiver that they need in that offense uh, they said they think he can do a lot of the same things that Juju Smith-Schuster did for them. And Juju Smith-Schuster was their number one receive, wide receiver last year. Wasn't their number one catcher of the football, but that's Travis Kelsey and it's going to be Travis Kelsey. But the, the most likely it's going to be thing, Travis Kelsey until he uh, gets carted off the, you know, and he's done unless right. Uh, yeah. And yeah, until, until he's out of the league or uh, off the roster, but who right. else is Rasheed Rice competing with? More, more than likely. Who else is Rasheed Rice competing with? You know, realistically here. I mean, right. Do Sky we, do, Moore. We we talk. Yeah, we Sky Moore. Who honestly who they, they a great played, name for a wide receiver. It's but great beyond name. that, more God. Sky. Yeah, <laughs> on his library card, more Sky. But yeah. I mean, he's 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 fighting. He's fighting for position with Marquez Valdez Scantling, right? Which who I have be said before, case. he should be firmly established in their wide receiver pecking order. But it's. It, it's not the case. MVS is he's he's not a number one. No, so he's not going to be the number one there. He's, he's going to be he'll be one of the, the top two wide receiver on the field. So. Sky Moore, but Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice, honestly, I think bring different things to the table. I don't think that they are. I don't think they profile as as the same kind of receiver. You got Sky Moore, who's who's only five ten, not quite. You know, he's not quite even two bills. You've got Rasheed Rice here, who's six two two oh three. They're not playing the same position. Sky Moore is going to be your slot type receiver. You're you're going to want to put Rasheed Rice on the outside. You don't want him, you know, in the slot there, and so. You know, I, I don't think he's necessarily competing with Sky Moore. So then you ask yourself, okay, Kadarius Tony. Again, what's most likely to happen? Kadarius Tony has proven to us that's what most likely to happen is that he's going to miss significant time right. with some kind of injury right. somewhere. So I love the upside of Rasheed Rice there, and I love the idea that he's going to be top a top two wide receiver on one of the best passing teams in football right mm -hmm. off the bat. And then long-term because he's a wide receiver. You went with Devin, uh, Devon Achain, the, uh, the running back now in Miami. Right. Let's hear your reasoning for that. Okay. So this is kind of scenario where what's – I'm using the, the, the best case scenario. He takes yeah. over as their wide, uh, number one running back because, you know, they've got guys – Right, Mostert and all the rest of them guys, they've got guys. So he could come in there and take over and be the number one running back on a team that if two is healthy and best case scenario, they've got a great offense. Mm -hmm. So I went with that as my best case scenario. Worst case is maybe he doesn't get what maybe, you know, Mostert's the number one this year, whatever. 
But going forward, he's going to take over, barring injury, as their number one running back in Miami. So his upside to me is 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 high. And so if I'm contending and I can get a running back that will help me when it might inevitably, you know, your team ages and whatever, and I don't need any help right now, but this is a guy who could be at the top of his mountain starting a year from now. Maybe that will make it so my team doesn't go from first to 10th or second to 10th <laughs> yeah. in one year. Yeah, that that Miami running back situation, I mean, you know, McDaniel, Mike, coming from San Francisco, coming right. from the Shanahanigan, Shenanigan system <laughs> with running backs – we see Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. They brought both of them right. back. They both, and, and I mean, they, they almost literally had the exact Wilson, same. He, yeah. he, no, he wasn't all Wilson like. All right. <laughs> no. So let me just put it that way. But they had, I mean, those two guys had almost the exact same stat line last season. Raheem right. Mostert had 181 carries, averaged 4.9 yards per carry. Which Jeff like. Wilson Jr. had 176 carries, averaged 4.9 yards per carry. You're talking about they had 42 and 37 targets respectively between Mostert and Wilson. These they between them, Mostert scored 168, just over 168 fantasy points on the season. Wilson had 158 fantasy points on the season. I mean, very similar. They used both of them interchangeably. On top of bringing those two guys back, now they still bring back Salvan Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, a guy that won people leagues three years right. ago. You, he he was on my team a couple of years ago, and he threw a savior, down an absolute savior out of, of nowhere. But they bring him back, so you've got a fantasy capable and a fantasy relevant and a starting caliber, you know, player in this league as your number four, really, because Al Ahmed has moved ahead of him in the in the in the pecking order. It seems like there, and Salvin Ahmed is a guy that we've seen fill in occasionally as well in one-off scenarios. But they bring back all of these guys, plus now they bring in Devon Achain. I don't think that there's any way they can carry five, no. five tailbacks of the caliber go. they have. Somebody's right. getting cut. Somebody's got to go, and it won't be the rookie. Now, and I, I tend to agree with you there. I don't think that Achain is the one who gets the boot there when they spend the, spent the draft capital on him. Right. I would I would love to see him take the lead in that in that backfield. Um he might have to be a little bit more of a, of a scat. I don't know. We'll see, but right. uh, I do Which like him. I love him long-term. His production this year is a bonus. To yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah. Whatever, Whatever happens this year him is good. And Again. as long as he takes over at next year as the number one running back, then this is a well worth pick. You know, if pick you're, if you're drafting at 10, if you're drafting at 10, you're either contending right, right now so you can right. afford to go for the running and, back. And, and maybe you or, made a trade and you're not contending, then yes. maybe we could talk about Charbonnet. But still, but still you, know, you got to like change for a while. Who, you know, you, his being number two is his upside. This, you know, is, is higher. No question. We've seen Walker that. get hurt. If Walker gets hurt again, Charbonnet is a start is a is a number one. And he right. may end up, who knows? So, it may end so up if you're at one. number 10 and not contending, then look at Charbonnet. Oh, Achain, I, I agree with you. I like the I like the upside for Achain there. I like the fit there uh in terms of what he can do. Uh I'm a little scared off this season. And then like you said, if if you know if you're contending now, 
he might he might have some 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 value, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell week in week out who the number one running back in that team on that team is just yet. Uh, I do have him just outside my top ten, as did I have Zay Flowers just outside my top ten. Um, let's listen to our second spot here. We come back on the other side here. We'll talk about maybe some guys who just missed our top ten real quick, and then we'll we'll touch on which of these guys we've talked about have redraft value for this upcoming season. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports. Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at Seat Geek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Life's an event. We have the yeah, tickets to get over there and use the promo code. There so, we have it. All yeah. right. So I mentioned I had Flowers and Achain. You know, two guys you had in your top 10. I had just outside my top 10. And I mean, when I say just outside my top 10, I'm talking if you're in a 12-team league, they're probably first-round picks. If you're a 14-team league, yeah, most, of my, most of my fantasy uh, d- dynasty teams, I mean, I've got seven dynasty teams at the moment okay. that may expand. I don't, don't have tell my quite wife. that many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell my wife, but I I have okay. seven dynasty teams at the moment. I have um, two, and uh, you know, and seeing as how I've I've got like, you know, sixteen baseball fantasy teams. And, <laughs> I you, know. you got a lot of balls in the air at the same time. Yeah. Um, my team, most of my teams are twelve team leagues. I do have. Yeah. I I'm think in- I. I I, I think I have three 12 team leagues. I think I'm in two 14 team leagues and I'm in two 16 team leagues. And so that my, it, my draft it, strategy it, has to change based on whether I'm talking the 12 or the 16. And, and you know, one of the things we didn't mention, if you're at the top of the draft mm-hmm. and you like one of these quarterbacks, maybe you could talk somebody in from two to four to trade right. up and, and then and, you yep. draft, add some capital and then you still get a quarterback. And that's a situation. You know, that I mean, way. in a one league, I, I took over a I took over an orphan that was absolutely cupboard was bare, bereft of talent. They had most of their own draft picks, but not a whole hell of a lot else. I didn't have even a lot of uh, players to trade where I could get draft capital to move up. Um, trying to change that, obviously, but I, I do. I have the number one overall pick coming into this season, and this is a team that is not ready to compete. I would love to have someone the caliber of Bijan Robinson on it, but to be honest with you, his points are going to be absolutely wasted on this team. If I take him this season, what I would love to be able to do is to draft is to trade back within that top four still, and still be able if to get one off, of either be... Richardson Stroud or young. So Whichever quarterback, quarterback you wind forward. up with, I think yeah. you're fine. And trading the top overall. And then you wind up get, with, you know, yeah. Then, yeah, then you've got your quarterback then, going you know, forward, maybe, but you've picked up that extra capital. If I could get something at the back end of round one uh, or the top end that, of round two with it. you trade out and get the, oh, the one four and let's say the he's one so much better. ten. Yeah, one eleven, like one, yeah, something like that. Or something yep. somewhere in there. That that would be, you know, maybe there's a team that needs running back that you can say, hey, if right. you want to run him back, hey, you want to push over because... the top, get Bijan, but give me this yeah, and this. He's going to be gone if you don't do it. 
even if you could, even if I could get, because, you know, I mean, my dynasty drafts are all slow drafts. So they're all over the, Mine they're too. all over email text. So they take a while. So you've right. got they time to like negotiate. Three months to do. You've got, yeah, right. You've got time to negotiate. So if I could trade back from Bijan, even if I get, even if I could get, say, a top four pick this year and a first next year or, or 25, now I've at least got some more capital that I could then maybe trade back up yeah, into that, the first round. And now I can come away with a quarterback and a foundational, maybe one of these foundational wide receivers we've been talking about. That would be, that would be my dream scenario. I haven't fielded any offers yet on it. I I've put it out. I kind of mentioned on the group chat in the league that, yeah, one, one might be for sale if, you know, if the price is right kind of thing, but you know, whenever these, these, this league gets going on it on the rookie draft, when I'm on the clock, all of a sudden that one, one will look a lot more enticing to everybody because now when you're in the moment, now everybody, everybody starts thinking about what they could have, what they should be doing. And now you might be able to get yourself into a bidding war. So that's what I'm looking to do there. But a couple other guys I had right outside my top 10, I had Dalton Kincaid, the tight end for Buffalo, because I think that he's at the right offense in terms of, you know, a fit. Unfortunately, Dawson Knox is still there. So, but I like that fit. And then I also had Hendon Hooker from Detroit. I know he's a little older, but I think that quarterback dynasty, Long-term, I think and he plays he, he's got a shot who? at being the, the starter in Detroit the next two, three Ryan. years, right? And he's on a team that is not an offense. Uh, anybody else you had right outside your top 10 there? Uh, Well, um, I talked about Charbonnet. He's outside my top 10, uh, even though he's a Seahawk. But uh, he could be right there. Mm-hmm. He is right there. And so he's there. Um, you just mentioned Dalton Kincaid. I think that... Because you you mentioned you know Dawson Knox unless he catches a touchdown it's you know it's not happening with him he's a red receiver and they don't throw to him in the red zone enough yeah right which I think that they're going to change that because Dalton Kincaid can thrive and Dalton Kincaid can catch it between the twenties right if they use him so if If, he's doing that then maybe they'll say hey we'll throw it to him in the end zone so you know so Dalton Kincaid not just because he's from Utah. All right, make that, make that clear. Utah. But uh, I like, you know, how could you not like being on the Buffalo Bills? Right, exactly. So, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that pretty much wraps it up right there. There you go. So of the guys we talked about today, we talked about them a lot from a dynasty standpoint. We mentioned a little bit about their worth this season. Speaking of their worth this season, are there any of these guys you see with redraft value where you'll be taking them in August when, when your when your redraft leagues come back around? I mean, is there anybody that you see as having value and where do you see that value coming? Give me, give me one guy real right, right now who you say is definitely a redraft pick. Well, the, the one guy that you could say definitely has redraft value is Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I have seen him go as high as number six in redraft. I think that is, you know, a little nutso. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well. Taking him over some of these other guys at number six overall, I'm not doing that. So if somebody else wants to do that and push some quality guys back my way, I'm cool with that. But uh, he is the only guy that I see maybe top 20, 
top 30? I go with that. Out of all these I, rookies, he's the only pick I see. I think he's the only one. He's the only one that has rock solid. He's the only one that has rock solid fantasy value this season that we know is going to score some points, usable points this season. I agree with you that I'm not. I'm not big on him at, in say like with a top five pick. I would take no. him at if 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 I'm on the bottom end of round one and I wrap around on the snake and he's still there to me at say if, if I'm in a if ten I'm team at, league and he's still there at eleven twelve and he's sitting there I'll it. take somebody and then yeah. take him in the second round just to you know up my value with him. Uh, it's not the craziest thing to take him in the first round. I would not be taking him. I personally would not be taking him in the top half of the first round. No. But I do think he's he's if you take if you take him at 6 overall, I'm uh, yeah, I I don't I'm not going to be laughing at you, you know, at the table. I'm not laughing sure. at you, but it might be smirking. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, especially if I'm behind that individual. Cause now I know somebody that's, I wouldn't have had <laughs> somebody fell to me. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so very much. So what's your take then on Jameer Gibbs right now? His, his ADP is going somewhere around the seventies, which puts him pretty much round eight. Would you round take a mid round flyer on Jameer Gibbs? knowing uh, that he's going to be sharing time with David Montgomery. But again, he's in right. that, like you said, Detroit offense, Detroit offense, a mid round pick. Uh, Are you spending that on Gibbs? It, I, I could see me doing that. But once again, if Jordan Addison is in the same area, I'm going Jordan Addison. And Jordan Addison the, should be there. Jordan Addison right now. They're right around that same time frame. So uh, depending on how my, my draft went before that, if, uh, if, if, if my running backs are a little light, I could see that happening. If let's say, you know, I got somebody like CMC or somebody like that from the first mm-hmm. round and, right. and maybe another top running back, then, then, then I'm yeah, I'll, I'll, if you get Jameer Gibbs as your three, yeah, oh, hell, hell yeah. I, yeah. I don't mind a mid round pick on Jameer Gibbs. I'm a little leery of taking Jordan Addison probably in quite that high. Um, I think that I think Jordan Addison's value is a little bit more in the later rounds value wise. I think that you want to pick him later. He's got pretend he's got tremendous upside, but I don't think that you have, I don't think you'll have to spend mid round capital to be able to get a guy like Jordan Addison because he is going to be the number two wide receiver on that team but could be, and probably again, going back to our most likely thing could be their number three option in the past game behind Jefferson and Hawkinson. So I don't know that in redraft, I want to jump on him quite that early, but I do think, I do think he's draftable. I do think Jordan Addison is a guy that should be gone, but yeah. So Jordan Addison is a guy you should take. He should, he should be on rosters. Absolutely. He's got, you know, what, what is it? 16 guys normally. Yeah, yeah, redrafting yeah. Most most redraft leagues, probably about 15, yeah. 16, so if, 17 yeah, if on the he's roster. Sitting there after everybody's drafted and everybody's got 16 players and he's not on a roster, something, something's going wrong. He's he yeah, if he's if he's still there around round 14, 15 for you, that's that's a that's a flyer I would take all day because I think there's upside there. I think there's big upside there. Big um, upside, you know, because like I said, with JJ on the other side, he's gonna get the volume. He's gonna. 
I tend to agree with you that there's not a whole lot of other rock solid guys in redraft that I want to take a flyer on this season. Guys that I would take a flyer on. I'll give you a couple right off the bat that are non quarterback. I would take a flyer on Jackson Smith and Jigba. If he's there real late, say round 14. Yeah. Say round 14 before I'm going to take my defense and my kicker. If you have to, I would take a flyer on Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think Johnston Quentin Johnston is worth a flyer. Because like we said, he's in a position where one of those two guys goes down. Now he's in a great spot on a passing team. Um, Flowers, I would take a shot on definitely. thing about Charbonnet because he could be, you know, a guy who. We've seen, we've seen Kenneth Walker injured. He came in the last season injured. Yep. If he gets uh, injured again, now you've got a guy that's an unquestioned number one. And, And he could be a top 12 type running back in that offense just by default. So I agree there that he's worth a shot in a, in a draft. He's worth a late flyer. I think Kendra Miller and running back for the, for the New Orleans saints um, with the uncertainty surrounding Alvin Kamara's legal situation. I think there's a spot there where if Kendra Miller can come in and especially if he shows he can catch the ball at this level, you've got Jamal Williams there who can kind of do everything. But if they use Jamal Williams more as the kind of like the Lions did last year, if they use Jamal Williams more as their pounder, if they use Kendra Miller a little bit more as that little bit more receiving back, he could have some value this season. There's a possibility there, especially if you monitor the situation and if something happens with Kamara's legal situation. I think Kendra Miller might be worth a flyer. Something to monitor between now and hopefully August when you're making these picks or early September before before Labor Day, not three weeks from now. I, I, again, you and I agree on that. I hate drafting that early for a redraft league. Uh, one other guy that I think is worth a shot would be, and I, okay, call me a Homer, Jaden Reed in green Bay. Okay. He's going to be, he's, he's going to be their slot receiver. Okay. And you know, it's okay you, to be a Homer talk, if you're yeah. also happen to be correct. If we're, if there's, if there's a pathway there for, for the truth to happen, then, then by gosh, be a Homer. And I think that's one situation where he's going to be their slot receiver, especially now that we know for darn sure that Randall Cobb is not coming back. Cause he signed with, with the jets. He followed the mass exodus, right. Of you know, ex yeah. Rogers receivers to New York. All the receivers that he didn't like a year ago are all of a sudden on, on the jets. So you're going to have you're going to have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the outside, who both are good young wide receivers. Showed that last season. He's going to be their slot receiver, and they're going to have right. most likely a rookie. If unless Deguara shows major improvement over what we've seen the last couple of years, they're going to have a rookie at, at tight end as well. So you're going to have really young guys underneath, but your underneath routes for that slot for that tight end are both going to rookies. Um, if Jaden Reed shows the kind of, of playmaking ability that he showed at, at Michigan State, if he can duplicate that kind of production at the pro level, and if Jordan Love is anywhere near the quarterback that it appears the Packers think he is, Jaden Reed could have value as well this year. There is a there is a realistic scenario where Jaden Reed is the number two receiver on the Packers behind Christian Watson, but gets more catches and remember for our purposes we normally talk ppr that's right he could see a ton of volume this season so there's a i see a pathway for value for him is there anybody else that you see 
as having as being worth a late shot. Well, we we could talk about a ton of tight ends. I think. Yeah. That uh, that guy. Tight end draft. It's a it was a great tight end draft. Usually rookie tight ends are not the way to go. At all, but we also know that unless you get a guy in the third round, then waiting around for then a tight one end guy is the same as the other. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. One guy is the same as the other. So if you don't get, you know, tight ends from Kansas City, you know, or somebody, you know, somewhere like that, or Baltimore, right? So if you wait around, then maybe somebody like we talked about Dalton Kincaid a moment ago, somebody like that. And uh, so they're just. I can see that. I can see that completely. I agree. Yeah. If you if you don't come away with Kelsey Andrews, Kittle, maybe Dallas Goddard, if you don't come away with one of those guys, they're all interchangeable anyway. They're they're replaceable parts. They're the same cog. Right. So you could wait a long time. You could wait a long time. Like you said, pick up a. There's usually no reason to have two tight ends on your on your fancy redraft team. So, right. you know, then you can take, you take a flyer on, I say, a Michael Meyer out of, and then you just out of go get somebody Vegas. else. Yep. You get so, a, yeah, a shot you with the guy the Packers you know, got. Yep. You might want to wait and see who t- turns out to be the tight end starter in Green Bay. Yep. You Petition know. your league, wait on your draft, wait a while. Yeah. I know you're all yeah. excited. Do it as late as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Let guys so, blow the knees out and whatever else. Yeah. And I know that's morbid. Yeah. But I know rookie drafts have already begun. And, uh, you know, I don't understand the sprint to the finish line on that, but uh, you know, hey, rookie drafts. I, I rookie drafts is one thing, but doing yeah, that, I, yeah, the guys that do their like their league that, draft but, right now, I just yeah. If you're doing your league draft uh, before I August, I have the no one idea dynasty why. league I'm in where I'm number six. The drafts this is, is this week, so this is what we're you know what we're doing right here is getting me ready for it. I'm so. I'm waiting in in all of my all of my dynasty leagues i'm we're still waiting on setting a date so they're switching over some of mine are switching over to uh and maybe somebody out there has got the same situation uh most of my dynasty leagues are uh rise to the challenge leagues they were hosted on my my fantasy league site they're going to be switching over to the sleeper site so i'm waiting for my leagues to switch over there before they set a date for my for my fantasy my leagues are on sleeper so so i'm waiting on i'm waiting for my fantasy drafts there but i'm fine with that because I like to have as much information and as much time as possible to see how things information, shake out. you know, is the, the, key. the key element Yep. to, to, you know, and fortune, of course, that you take a player <laughs> right. and, and, and he doesn't, you know, hurt himself, you know, walking across the street to get to the stadium. You know. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about where we can find you there, Kevin. What do you got going on this week and what, what do we got moving forward? Where, where can we see you before next Sunday what? at the same time? Next, well, you can see me if you go to the Belly Up uh, uh, Fantasy Sports website right now. You can find an article that I just posted yesterday talking about the top week six starting pitchers mm-hmm. that are available on the waiver wire. And so uh, I've got that going on. Of course, tonight at 7 p.m. Central is the uh, fantasy baseball show. Vince and I will be on there. We'll be looking at uh, – what, how the rules has affected the running game in, in, in baseball, which it has much it more has, than I think has. any of us predicted. We knew it was going to change, but none of us, I don't think, predicted this quite the result. But uh, we'll be talking about that. 
We'll be talking about the standings and what in the world is going on in the NL Central. <laughs> but all the teams are on losing streaks right now. So we'll right. be talking about that. And of course, we'll be talking about our holds, our ads, our drops. And so that's tonight at 7 o'clock. And so uh, you can always get me at Kevin62WILSEA. And uh, uh, my article that I just mentioned, and all of mine are on Reddit. So if you happen to be a member of Reddit, you can go over there and check out my articles. And so that's pretty much the story. There you have it. All right. And as always, you can find me at STT Chase FFB on the Twitter machine. You can also find me at bellyupfantasysports.com. I'll have some player profiles coming out this week, uh, some dynasty content. We'll, I mean, we're looking, like we said, dynasty dynasty rookie drafts are starting. They're starting That's up. Right. Some they're already starting been held. Up. So we're yeah. right in season right now. Get so jump ready. on it. And right. get over there to bellyupfantasysports.com. Check out all the great content there, not only on football, dynasty football, but also, uh, like Kevin suggested, fantasy baseball, baseball is in full swing. On, we've on, got, on we've got articles from Vince, Vince Stover, like Vince, your co-host got, for tonight. Ian, Ian Lemersall. Ian will be on tonight's show with Vince exactly. and I, so that's something else to look forward to excellent so tune in check that out catch that he's got a lot of great insight there as well until then uh you know we will see you next week around here same bat time same bat channel and until then uh you know drink up and slanjava